Hi, and welcome to Journeys to Belonging podcast with host Dr. Eileen Winokur, featuring awesome educators and leaders who share their journeys, advice, and personal stories about feeling a sense of belonging. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Journeys to Belonging. I have an international guest. I know I'm international anyway, as far as those of you who are in the United States or Canada, but I have an international guest today all the way from India. We met online, of course, and we've known each other for a while. I think it was to do with the SDGs and Wakelet, and she's such an active person and a lifelong learner for sure. Bahavna Matthew, I am so excited to have you on my podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I don't know, I'm just feeling too honored <laughs> to be here. And uh, it has been really exciting to read so many, uh, you know, tweets from your side. I've been following you and I've been listening to your podcast as well. Uh, I've been teaching and mentoring primary uh, learners in several IB schools of Gurgaon, India for past 14 years. Mm -hmm. I have worked in many full capacity and roles as an IB PYP practitioner. Currently, I'm facilitating English support lessons and assist ES uh, students in the unit of inquiry lessons at the Pathways World School Aravali, Gurgaon, India for PYP 5 learners. I hold a master's in English literature and a bachelor's in education. I'm a certified Montessori early childhood educator. Additionally, in pursuit of my goals as an educationist, I'm a Microsoft innovative educator expert, Flipgrid enthusiast, Adobe creative educator, Seesaw, Wakelet, and Teach SDG ambassador. I love to collaborate with various educators around the world and have participated in plentiful global projects to promote 17 UN Sustainable Development Goals. Yes. And thank and you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome, Bahamna. I, and I'm really excited because all of the things you're doing with your students uh, and the collaborations that I've seen that you've had globally are so exciting. The kinds of things that we really need to be looking at in order to make, ensure that our students become global citizens and good ancestors, and they are aware of their place in the world and how important it is uh, as an individual for them to contribute to making it better. So I'm really excited to, to start our, our chat. Um, when I say the word belonging or feeling a sense of belonging, What's the first thing or what are some of the things that come to mind? Yeah. See, uh, according to me, belongingness is a feeling, a feeling of connection. Mm -hmm. When you feel, uh, you know, someone, somewhere, anything. I mean, it can be place, thing, a person, and you are feeling very close to that person. So you have a special space in your heart for them. For me, my family, my friends, my professional learning network 
uh, at Twitter, my job, the planet we are living on is that belongs to me. And uh, then we say that, you know, when something belongs to you, some place belongs to you, you feel you have a connection, right? right? So with that connection, there comes a lot of responsibility. That's so belonging true. and responsibility, they go hand in hand. So if I say this thing, place, or a person belongs to me, I'm responsible for that place. I'm responsible for that person. I'm responsible for that particular thing. So uh, basically it is actually, you know, feeling responsible for something, some place or a person and gradually growing together. Uh, so it is. it becomes the identity of your soul. So if I have my students, they belong to me. And if I'm teaching them well and they, they do well, so people will look up to me. That right. yes, this happened because this educator is doing something really well with the students. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. If I will not feel that they belong to me, I will not be able to impart those, uh, you know, uh, those values in them. Right. Right. So uh, that's why I always uh, participate in global projects also because I feel that even we have our responsibility mm -hmm. to be a good human being. Yes. Right. To, to do something good for the planet we are living in. Right. So uh, belongingness helps us to co-construct the life experiences. Uh, it helps us to evolve and transform as a person. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love the way that you have um, sort of put together the idea of belonging with responsibility. And it's, it's really the first time that I'm hearing those two things put together from all of the guests that I've, I've uh, chatted with. And I think it's so important because if we do feel that responsibility, then it's an extension of being able to do something about it. Then we have to make sure that we, we leave the world a better place. So um, I watched the video, you shared a, a YouTube video with me, uh, a link for it. And it's a short video, but it has, it's packed with all kinds of ideas. Some of the things that you just mentioned about belongingness we'll come back to in a little while, but I really wanted to ask you about some of the things that you do in your classroom, such as question of the day, uh, make a change Monday. I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about that, how that works in your classroom. And in terms of the whole idea of responsibility and belonging, how that all fits together. Yeah. So uh, before I come to make a change Monday, I, I would just like to add something before sure. that. See, uh, when I started my journey as an educator, I uh, I was just 19 when I started this. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. And uh, as soon as I completed my schooling, I uh, started my uh, 
the graduation correspondence and I, I was enrolled into a, a certification or diploma course Montessori course and there I started going every day for the course so it was a regular course so definitely the graduation had to be correspondence and when I started interacting with students there with teachers uh, gradually I this there was a passion towards doing something really different mm -hmm. something which is very great so till now till till date in last 14 years I have never repeated my any of the lesson plan never wow every year is a different year for me so every year at every week I plan my lesson in a way which is very empowering for my students yes i plan mini lessons so from monday till friday it it is a series of lessons which are looped together mm. so for example if i have picked up like i had to introduce sdgs to my students right they were not aware of what sdgs are so i picked up this question make a change monday i asked my students what is that one thing you wish to do and you want to bring in a change in this world. They come up, they just came up with different ideas like, you know, ma'am, I want to teach poor, poor people. They don't have education. And uh, I feel that, you know, that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. There was a girl who, who said that, ma'am, uh, I have an NGO. My mother runs an NGO and she uh, goes there and she pays. I would like to go there and do some kind of service. Then a student said that, ma'am, there's so much of pollution. I really want to think uh, over and above that. What can I do as an individual to stop climate change? And then I connected their answers with SDGs. I gave them the book of SDGs, different, different comic books and all. Mm -hmm. And I asked them that whatever is your, uh, you know, passion you want to do, please connect it with one of the SDG. And then they connected those with their SDG and they came up that, ma'am, this is linked to SDG 13. This is linked to SDG 4, quality education. And this is how our SDG journey started. Wow. And, and I, for those you, of our listeners, sorry to interrupt because I'm, no. I'm fascinated with this, but for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with the SDGs, it stands for the Sustainable Development Goals that was established by the United Nations in 2015 after the Millennium, Millennium Development Goals. So just mm -hmm. so our listeners know what you're talking about. Yeah, and there sure. are 17 goals. That's that's yes. why. So, yes. Yeah, so continue. Yes. So uh, this is how I started with question of the day. Earlier, I was doing different kind of questions like, you know, thankful Thursday, uh, share any three things you are thankful for. Because I feel these uh, question of the days when you start your day with this, uh, the children try to connect with you. And this yes. is how the belongingness comes. Until and unless they will not feel a belongingness between me and them, right. they will not feel the connection. They will not feel what I am saying is mm. important. That's so true. Because 
I never want my students to feel that there's a teacher who has come and she has just started teaching me and I have to grab everything from her. No. Our learning yeah. should be co-constructed. Our learning, I tell them that we are evolving together. We are transforming our learning together. What we are learning, maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm. And let's, let's make this learning fun. Let's do it together. Right. So when these questions come up, I also perform it with them. Oh, how nice. Yes. yes. Yes, we, we should model for them yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there are different kinds of uh, questions which I have created for Tuesdays, like Tickle Me Tuesday. So maybe they'll tell something which is very funny, mm -hmm. which will make them laugh. This is how I'm trying to make connections with my students. This right. is how they can remember me forever. Yes, he's my teacher. She taught me. Yes. Yeah. That, and, you know, and when they're asked later on, you know, who are your favorite teachers or who are the teachers that you really remembered had an impact on your life? We all, all would love, you know, to be mentioned as one of those teachers. Yes. So I, I know that it sounds, I, I know a little bit about Montessori and I know what your, you know, in terms of your lessons and the planning for your lessons and the focus on the students. Would you say that starting out with Montessori tra training really helped you focus more on student-centered uh, learning activities? And, and what kind of influence did that have until now in terms of, and for those who aren't familiar with Montessori, maybe you can give us a little bit of background about it. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Maria Montessori is the one who actually, you know, designed this entire curriculum and model, uh, there are modules in it like practical life exercises, sensorial exercises, uh, language, cultural, mathematics. So uh, mathematics is called numeral basically in that. So uh, these all engagements are hands-on engagements. Mm -hmm. They have materials. And that thing has influenced my teaching and learning so much. I do not teach my students with whiteboard. Wow. I always create the material with my hands. I do not like to take a print from the laptop and then cut and make it for them. No, I do it myself. Uh, I have created so many resources uh, for them, for my students till now. I, I can't even you know, recollect in last 14 years, so many, even any subject, whether it is English, mathematics, mm -hmm. whether it is related to unit of inquiry, social studies, science, I try to give my students hands-on uh, experience because I feel that memory will last for long because they are doing it with their hands. Yes, yes, yeah. And it will be there forever. Mm -hmm. a, a, a sentence which they will be writing in the notebook or a sentence which they will be using a flashcard to construct that hand movement and uh, their eye-hand coordination these all things will be remembered rather than moving your pencil yes 
in yes. fact i give them flash cards i create the cards for them once they have done the engagement i ask them to create their own resource which can be used back home so wow. this is how the learning experience uh, you know gets enhanced yes rather than just sitting on a place mm-hmm. learning the movement is important Yeah. Therefore, Montessori has really inspired me. It was a stepping stone for my journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it has a special place in my heart for sure, because I try to incorporate whatever I have learned in Montessori that children are absorbent mind. We have to model out. If we are not modeling out, they will never learn. You right. have to be the role model. They try to copy you. and you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, earlier when i was younger when i didn't have a child when i was in montessori i never realized this thing when oh, i had my own children yeah, yeah. when i had my own children i observed yeah that's true mm-hmm. what i have read in the books dr maria montessori books it's actually true what i learned about child psychology it's true they actually watch you carefully mm-hmm. that what we are doing even uh, my mentor was so careful that you know she uh, she used to ask her that you should not even wear you know watch some ornaments while giving them presentation so that they don't get distracted oh how interesting i've never heard that before but it makes yeah. sense um this is there deep in my heart and in my brain forever mm-hmm. and i make mm-hmm. sure when i am interacting with my students i i have less of distraction mm-hmm. on me whether it is airing or whether it is watch or whether it is like you know shiny rings and all mm-hmm. she used to actually turn her rings you know the other way to give her get to give us the presentation Oh wow! So these things have impacted me. I have yeah. observed a person. Her name is uh, uh, Rachna Kudesia, mm-hmm. and she is one person who has actually, I mean, impacted me a lot. Mm-hmm. I uh, still keep in touch with her, and I feel a belongingness with her that she has uh, actually opened the path for me, a different oh. path which I can. you know explore and grow like yeah. forever yeah we all need to have those kind of mentors and teachers in our own lives even as adults it doesn't matter you know just the teachers that we had when when we were in school and especially since you're such a lifelong learner and it's so nice the way you you put the fact that you feel like she's part of your belonging yeah. and because you she's a person that you can go to that you have confidence in that you feel safe asking questions and and learning from her so that's yeah to, that's such uh, an interesting way to look at belonging too she used to call me that bhavna you are the baby of my class oh. i was just 90 <laughs> yeah. and uh, i was the youngest in the class and every time i was like what is this <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna write this entire essay, wow. and she was like, "Come, come to my office. We'll sit. We'll do it together." So yeah. that I have learned that once you sit with a student, you mm-hmm. co-construct that learning together. You yeah. give that little support from the back. Mm-hmm. And 
that child will get confidence and get going yeah another one is my mother she is mm. the vice principal in bps nepal right now i have been seeing her that for her it is only service before self do i tell her that you know self mm. is more important mm mm-hmm. but she has been so passionate yeah. that i i have been observing since childhood that you know your job is like your work is like god mm. you have to you know uh, really do it with lot of passion and you have to be dedicated towards that everything should be just perfect until and unless it's not perfect you can't put it across so till now i also feel if if my work is not perfect i will just be on it and just you know try to <laughs> trying to make it, it perfect yeah yes <laughs> i think all educators experience that yes yes sometimes you feel sad about it also because then it takes a toll on your health as well because you yes. keep on your it's, mm-hmm. it's on your mind until yeah. unless it will not get over it will be on your mind Yeah. even you know your to do list is never over right But right then, uh, recently i had read one book on happiness uh, by uh, i'm just forgetting the name and uh, there it was written that if your job is your passion okay if your job is your passion you will never feel tired and this happens I actually mm. do not feel tired even if I'm yeah. working till 3 a.m. at night and I'm working on a particular project I will just make sure that I'm going to finish this. Yeah. Do you feel that that you're able to keep a work life balance though? Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah. Because that's I mean, really important yeah. I think. Yeah, whatever Because, that is and that's different for each person. Yes, yes. It, it yes, you are right. because see i make sure that i cater to my children my own mm-hmm. children i put them to sleep oh, and nice. then i do my work mm-hmm. yeah so, so that, that is first. how i balance yeah that, first, that is yeah. how i balance but there are times when the workflow is little extra so mm-hmm. then you know you manage you manage with your spouse you balance it out how we have to manage this you speak to your in-laws that you know you take care of them for a while and mm-hmm. i'll manage my work so i yeah. think it's like a wavy line you go up <laughs> and down right? that's true yes so that's how life it is yeah so yeah but yes definitely yeah. i try to balance it out because i never want uh, my own health because if if i am not healthy if if i am i do not do a self care so i won't be able to give 100% to my students and my job yes yeah especially now we chatted a little bit before we we started recording about yeah. the fact that uh you are online your your children are both home and yeah. it's a different experience having yeah. them at home and i know from the conversations online through plns and so forth yeah. it's it's been a very difficult time for everybody trying to adjust so yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah and but the, i think the children learn a lot from that experience too sort of yes. the boundaries that we have to have yes. because you know you are working from home and uh you need to have your time and of course they need to be able to interact with their schoolwork and so forth but it's not easy that's for sure yeah So uh, that's the book I just recollected. It, the name is Robert 
Dunlop. And uh, the book name is Strive for Happiness in Education. I would like to recommend this to everybody. I think if this this book has given me, uh, it, it has inspired me a lot. Wow. Yeah. I'll make sure to include it in the show notes so that everybody and and include a a link to uh, where that, where they can get it. So I hadn't heard of that one. I'm going to definitely look it up. Yeah. Uh, He's on Twitter also. I can send you the uh, Twitter. His Twitter handle. Sure. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. Um, One of the things that you mentioned also in the video was a, talking about visible thinking routines. What does that look like in your classroom? Okay, so visible thinking routine, this is a regular thing in my class. One of the most regular thing I do in my class because I feel it is important to teach students how to think. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if if I'm not consciously and explicitly doing it in my Mm -hmm. classroom, they might not learn, right? Okay. One yes. fine day, if I just come up and I say, you have to do this, you have to use this strategy and, you know, just go ahead and use it. So I don't think so. They will be able to, you know, give or deliver that kind of uh, uh, answers, you can say, or uh, the way I want them to think, right? So a visible thinking routine, this is actually, uh, the, you can say every Wednesday, I try to incorporate this uh, routine in my classroom. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, if I give them a, a, a picture or a video, a video which is, uh, the video should not have any wording, okay? So only visual, okay. Only visuals. Mm-hmm. Visuals uh, without any language. All right. Okay. Uh, just to give a little background of uh, visible thinking routine, this this is by Harvard. Uh, yeah, this, this is a flexible and systematic research-based uh, conceptual framework. Mm-hmm. It aims to integrate the development of students' thinking with uh, mm-hmm. the content learning across subjects. So any subject, any subject a teacher can use these visible thinking routine. And this was one of the, uh, you know, project zero. That was the thing which actually uh, started uh, with project Mm -hmm. zero. And uh, so after giving them the visuals, I asked them to observe it carefully so this is like every wednesday work of mine and the i try to make the visuals or the videos mm-hmm. which is linked to my entire series of lesson plan for example if i if the entire week's theme is peace so i will make sure something is related to that okay all right so once I chose that picture, uh, so while doing that peace week, I had taken a picture with a tank and a child holding a flower. And I asked my student, please think of a sentence, word, and a phrase. Come up with a sentence, word, and phrase related to this picture. Mm. And you know, my student said, uh, one of my uh, students, she's mentioned the phrase 
and it's still there in my mind uh, magic of uh, love oh wow yes amazing she said, uh, earlier she was just you know saying uh, that ma'am flower girl i said observe carefully and try to interpret because i have been doing these visible thinking routines with them on a regular basis now my students have started thinking in a different manner that how i can interpret hmm. how i can interpret a picture now right. they don't say that it is a girl or there is a bear or they just describe it yes 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 now they try to interpret and this entire thing took me a kind of two months so mm-hmm. for two consecutive months every wednesday i was doing visible thinking routines with my students which was related to some theme and now what the responses i get are just fabulous and how old are your students what 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 they are year 5 students age 9 okay. amazing yeah. yeah so and they are, they they the language the english language also is not their first language okay they they are on english support so it, it for me it is an achievement definitely because they are able to use these routines to think critically yes and okay. then be able to use the language yes. in order to express themselves yeah but this Uh, yeah, a, a praise like this coming from my student was like I was like really wow this yeah. is great and uh, these routines definitely yeah. they help me a lot to enhance my students visit uh, uh, I mean thinking routines these help me to you know develop their critical thinking mm-hmm. to to enhance their perspective their opinions about particular things yeah. to have a discussion and then with these visible thinking routines so we were doing uh, we were doing a, something about peace and they came up with the sentence phrase word and now is the time since we are doing sdgs regularly they connected with with the sdg as well that ma'am this is uh, peace justice and strong institution oh my goodness yes like, really that's amazing because this is how i modeled it in my classroom mm-hmm. and this is how they are now giving yes. it Yeah. Yeah, so they they own their learning. I used to talk to my students about that when I was teaching. They need to own their learning. It's not something that they just absorb and answer on a test. It's becomes part of them and so they're able to use it all the time. So, that's just so wonderful. Um one of the things that you mentioned at the beginning when I talked uh about belonging was uh belonging becomes our identity and part of our soul. Yes. How can we ensure that happens? I mean, you've given us so many different ideas, but how can we be sure that that happens in our classrooms with our students? So student to student, teacher to student, student to teacher, how how do we ensure that that type of belonging becomes who we identify with? Yes. So see, um if i have a student right i have a group of students and the way they are talking the way they are answering uh the day they, they are delivering their knowledge everybody would recognize okay they are the students of ms bhavna mathew right mm. they belong to that class which class yeah. are you in 
what a wonderful answer you gave you are in which class that means that child belongs to a particular class and there's something great happening in that class therefore the child is able to deliver so great right yeah. so that is how i feel that you know when you try to connect when you try to collaborate and you are putting in efforts with your students definitely someone will come up and they'll ask you where did you learn this from who taught you and this is how the connection happens right yeah this is how we are connected right because yeah. they belong to me i feel that they are my students i have to give them the best mhm they are like my own children so that passion helps us to connect and that passion helps us to every day come up yes i have to do this for my students i i think they need to know this I should discuss this with them. When you are you are learning together, you are evolving, you are transforming your learning. This is how I feel that connection comes in. Yeah, and you, as a lifelong learner, always learning different things, different apps, different ed tech tools, um, connecting globally with other educators and learning from them also. and this is a wonderful model for your students too that they're not the only learners that you're a learner also which i which is wonderful bhavna this I also is, yeah, uh, go make ahead. sure that you know every month see because i feel uh, 21st century skills play a very important role in a student's life because they they are they will not see what what we are teaching them might not be useful to them what mm-hmm. will be useful to them that we should teach them so yes. our planning should be in such a manner that in this century they need these skills right yeah. so i make sure every month i'm teaching a new tool to them sometimes it is jamboard uh, it's uh, sometimes padlet sometimes wakelet wakelet has been like are really blessing yes. to me <laughs> i know blessing I have, to many thank you yes. wakelet <laughs> yes yes a big thank you to wakelet because i could organize everything in a jiffy yes everything i mean yeah. i have so many resources i uh, i feel like storing them in my mm-hmm. laptop and now wakelet coming in i i just put it across i plan my lesson i put it across and then it's so easy to share with my students yeah. uh, all the resources yes so every month i try whichever uh, tool uh, you know comes in i feel okay this has come in uh, toggle so whichever uh, it one is miro also uh, which is a great tool you can make my beautiful mind maps right. and with these tools they are enhancing their 21st century skills Absolutely. because they will be able to use the tools independently mhm yeah, because be you modeled them use. for them yes yes yeah because then they have to as you say co-construct or create their own yes. uh learning experience right so that is how uh, i make sure that whatever is there new you can say in the market or whoever is sharing so i make sure that the new thing or the new trend my mm-hmm. student should be aware of whether it is 
you know celebrating any of the un uh, world days international days mm-hmm. so if for example we had like 20th of november we had children's day world children's day Mm-hmm. so they know that in india we celebrate it on the 14th but uh, now they know that it is a world uh, international day right? right so this is how we can compare contrast the knowledge mm-hmm. give enhance their knowledge right. they shouldn't be like you know you are picking up a newspaper and you shouldn't be blank that mm-hmm. what is this which has yes. come up yeah they should be yeah. connected to the world Absolutely. Oh, I love the way you said that. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're co- coming down to the end, which I'm so sad because this has been such a great conversation. Uh, you've already given us so much advice. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? Um, I feel um, just to culminate the entire thing, mm-hmm. I feel we should every day should be a new day. for nice. uh, uh, as an educator nice every day should be a new learning mm-hmm. when you go to your classroom uh, you should feel that you know these are the students the parents have uh, had trust in you and given their belongingness to you as yeah. a belongingness yes. right so we should feel belong to our students we should feel connected to our students Yeah. we should see that what they will be needing in future mm-hmm. should be taught now rather than what the curriculum is demanding yes so I'm, i'm blessed to be in a in an ib school uh, mm-hmm. uh, and teaching pyp where we are the drivers where we we are planning for our students and then we co construct that uh, yeah learning yes. so uh, it it is in our hands we don't have a textbook to follow mm-hmm. so we have a structure but then it it is like you know we can model it mm-hmm. so i can plan my lesson series that yeah. five days we are just doing everything about peace peace quotes peace poems mm-hmm. something visible thinking routine related to peace yeah reading comprehension related to peace the writing uh, prompts related to peace so they their mind starts working in mm-hmm. in a, a manner where they yeah. can produce better work mhm yeah that is my advice that when you walk into your class just feel that these students are yours yeah yeah that's wonderful advice the most important advice probably that we can offer Bhavna, where is where are the best places to find you for the listeners who want to hop off and find you right away? And I'll also include all of that in the show notes. Yes. So you can find me on Twitter. I am really a Twitter pro, Matthew Bhavna at the rate Matthew Bhavna. Uh, that is one place I connect with all with all the educators, mm-hmm. and I keep tweeting my work. Uh, to inspire others and uh, to get inspired i keep following people to uh, know better and uh, my email id if anybody wishes to have uh, uh, matthew bhavna 23 at the rate gmail.com okay i'll include all of that yeah 
Bhavna, thank you so much. This was so wonderful. I really enjoyed speaking with you, meeting you. And I know that this is uh, an audio podcast, but we're on Zoom. So it's so nice that I feel like we're sort of in the same room, even though we're not. And thank you again so much for coming on my podcast this week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're inspired by what you heard, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about belonging, check my website, Journeys to Belonging, that's Journeys number two belonging, dot webstarts.com. See you next week.